Tales from Before the Grave with Kayla Spagnoli is brought to you by Real Podcasting. We're the people that take your passion or your profession and turn it into your podcast. Visit us on Facebook at Real Podcasting. That's capital R-E-A-L Podcasting. Now, enjoy the show. Call up a director. All right, here's another one. Again, something we've touched on, but uh, this will be the opportunity for you to give the full, uh, theoretically endless list. What can be done with cremated remains? Okay. So when I, when I give these examples, whether or not these business like you can find a business that does this anymore is beyond me so you have to do your own research the things i've come across that have been done in the past have ranged from and i think we've mentioned this before turning somebody into a diamond because really you just need like something that can be carbonated uh i've heard of people being turned into lead so being in a pencil but that's weird because then you're like oh no i used up my pencil now grandma's gone forever i don't know Mixed in with paint, mixed in with glass. So like, um, wait, 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 hold up. Mixed in with paint. Yeah. How? Like, I I think you would have like an artist would have to make their own paint or mix paint to make it thicker than like just regular acrylic. But using, like what? Like sprinkling grandma's cremated remains into her. Oh, cremated. Oh, that's right. I've. We were talking about cremated remains, but yes, I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, still, that's man, that's so strange. And then they like paint the Mona Lisa with grandma. Uh, examples I've seen have always been abstract, okay? Yeah, but theoretically, they could like paint like a Mona Lisa, re- a Mona Lisa replica with grandma. I think Mona Lisa would probably be oil paint, and therefore, you probably could like you need something super. Thick. So it'd have to be like acrylic plasticky paint. Yeah, like okay. mixed in with something to make it super hard and so it wouldn't just be like grandma's ashes are flaking off the painting. Okay. And gross. Disgusting. Yeah. Ew. Anything else? Um, so mixed in with glass. Yeah, mixed in with glass so that way they're literally a vase. Uh-huh. Um, coral reef. I don't think I don't even know if there's a company that does this anymore. But there used to be a company that had uh, fake coral reefs that had spots for urns, like their special kind of urns. And then they once it was full, they would bring the whole thing down and put it with the coral reefs. Why are you looking sad or mad or I don't know? You're tired. I'm in disbelief. Why? It's just that's like. Who thinks of that? Grandma is a scuba diver. She wants to be with the fishies, Riley. Whatever, continue. I don't know. I don't know. Um, shot up into fucking space <laughs> is one. That's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. And then there's varying types. Like, do you want grandma to orbit the Earth? Or do you want her to go past that? And, uh, the, past the Earth's orbit and just sort of like float in perpetuity 
in the vast, uh, endless expanses of the universe. That's terrifying. I don't want that. Um, <laughs> there's people who turn, or sorry, I shouldn't say turn. I think it's a, it's really the word I'm looking for is mix, but mix remains into fireworks. That's interesting. Yeah, but then again, it's just like grandmas everywhere. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, yeah. Is that about it? Uh, no. I'm trying to think what else I've seen. Hourglasses. Okay, that's not that's not that surprising. It's not, but the consist consistency of cremated remains is not it's, always as um sandy. It's not as fluid, right? It's yeah. I think it, I I feel like it would be fluffier and lighter and not necessarily pour through the hourglass smoothly like sand would. No, it's what you're thinking of is like horror movie ashes, which is not realistic to what cremated remains are like. Obviously, I'll defer to you on this. I know what you're thinking of because I've seen a lot of horror movies where like ashes from people come down and like you wipe the you can like wipe it off your face that kind of ash, but it's not like that. It's like, um, it's really more like. Oh, God, I don't want to gross people out. But I mean, think of it this way. So you put somebody in a, in a furnace and it's so hot that all that's left really are major bones. So some of the skull, some of the like femurs, hips, some rib cage, large some, stocky bones, right? Maybe some teeth, that sort of thing. So not a couple whole, vertebrae here and there. It's not a whole lot of bones are left. Then you whatever's left. Then you're going to pulverize it. You're going to grind that down. Oh, yeah. That's a classic. So not everything's going to be equal. It's not all going to be sandy or dusty or however you're thinking of it. So it's, it's not it's not all the same consistency. Exactly. So you're going to have to find something that really grinds it down to turn it into an hourglass. And even then, it's it looks dirty. It looks Some of it is gray. Some of it's black. Some of it, yeah. It's like a solid lava lamp. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just not. It, eh, I wouldn't want to look at that. I mean, it's not a a crystal white uh, skeleton. Now they are coming out with. They're trying to come out with um. Like, it's not hydraulic. It's um. It's like a chemical cremation. Uh huh. Where everything gets. Dissolved essentially. D exactly, the dissolved is the right word. And mm. then it goes down into the drain, disgusting. And you're left with a crystal white skeleton. And then they would pulverize that. And then the cremate remains would be white. Uh -huh. uh, nothing like that exists in Ottawa. I think there is one funeral home, maybe two, that do it in Toronto. But it's super new. And I don't know too, too much about it and the logistics or the money or how expensive it would be or okay. how good for the they say they say it's better for the environment because you're not causing smoke going up into the sky that sounds like bullshit yeah but i think i'm calling bullshit on that because you were literally working with chemicals first yes. of all it's definitely not better for the uh like the funeral directors and the people embalming and, and, and cremating and stuff like that you're literally working with chemicals that are dissolving a human body well in how long it's like, going into the it's going into apparently it's going back into the water system yeah and that's, that's chemicals that dissolve a human body going into the water system even if it just goes into the ground 
I know. So I find it hard to believe that that's good for us. But anyway. Uh, what else am I missing here? I, I like think that's enough. I think we can move on. Okay. All right. You're definitely up for the fireworks though, right? Me? Yeah. Why me? I don't know. I'm just teasing you. Okay, I don't even like fireworks that much. I find them like massively overrated as a spectacle. Okay. So that means I'm going to put you down for fireworks. Nobody asked you, Kayla. Um, <laughs> this whole show is literally about asking you. It's, um, do I have to buy an urn? No. I'll, okay, okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll expand on that thought. Um, so when I started out working at a funeral home, that was like one of the first questions I asked. And they're like, no, we've seen people bring in cookie jars, uh, fishing bait boxes, toolboxes, like whatever people want. And it's true. Like you really can bring in whatever you want. And I've actually recommended people bring in their own container because it's a lot cheaper. And there's places that make urn-like uh, containers that are way cheaper than buying at a funeral home. So for my grandfather, we went to... Uh, Pier Imports. I think it's I don't know technically what it was being sold as, but it was being like I I know how much cremated remains he would produce, like eyeballing it. So I knew that it would fit him. And then for somebody just else, just because you'd worked in the industry and you know like how much like yay human yeah converts to yay cremated remains. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that was helpful. And I did the same for somebody else. And her ashes eventually were spread. But you could still take that container and make it into, like, use it as a vase or use it as a keepsake or something else, right? So and inst- instead of spending, you know, $200, you're spending 30 So, And it's an expensive process as it is. Exactly. So just saving a little bit of money there. What's your favorite either homemade or externally purchased urn product that you've ever seen? Ooh. Um I've seen I've seen people who are really handy with uh their hands make some nice woodwork urns and then they carve their own design into it. Oh, that's that's cool. always you can buy those too, mind you, but I mean like I've seen people who are just super handy uh do that. And uh yeah. So that's right. really thoughtful. Yeah, that's really interesting. That's fun. I like that. All right. How does a cemetery operate and can its rules of operation be changed? So in Ontario, um, funeral homes and cemeteries have kind of amalgamated and the rules have changed and I don't think they're ever going to stop changing. I think it's only going to keep evolving from here on out. But I don't know all the regulations that go behind owning a funeral. Oh, sorry, owning a cemetery, and I, I, I don't think it could. It's as easy as like, I have a chunk of land. I'm gonna bury mom and dad there. Like, I don't think you can do that. I'm gonna say you can't do that. Actually, I'm just gonna go out there on a limb and say you can't do that. I will defer to you. Um. So back in the day when I first started in funeral services, they had all these weird rules like. A funeral home could not be on cemetery property. A crematorium couldn't be attached to a funeral home. So ways 
uh, a lot of your homes went around that is they would own a crematorium that was on the Quebec side. Mm-hmm. So they would just drive an extra couple of kilometers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but now you have, you can have both. You can have crematoriums and funeral homes on cemetery property. Like if you look out actually near here where we're recording right now yeah. on Prince of Wales. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's an example of one. Um, but that's just like one of many examples I could probably give. Um, but yeah, I know there's a lot of regulations and there's a lot of upkeep and that sort of thing. I just don't know all the rules to it. Got three more questions. I'll try my best. All right. First off, who should you invite to a funeral? Your wedding list. No, I'm kidding. It's not like a wedding because like. And it's funny because I'm looking at the answer that they wrote in the thing. And I think it's just a random uh, funeral home that I Googled. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll shout them out after. But their literally first sentence under this question is, it's not like building your wedding list. <laughs> no, it's not because... Well, first of all, you're it's a time constraint, right? The funeral is probably going to happen within, within the same week, maybe an extra week. So it's not like you're going to email everyone and be like, RSVP to my funeral like it's not like that usually it's just like I have an obituary in the newspaper or death notes in the newspaper or I'm going to keep it super private and invite only close friends and family like it's really up to people if they want it open or private or whatever I mean most funerals I think have an obituary excuse me in the um, newspaper and they just say it like it is at this time at this funeral home or church and reception to follow. Therefore, it is a public funeral and it's open and, you know, maybe your dentist will come or maybe or their dentist or whoever passed away's dentist. Or maybe your dentist because they want to say their condolences to yours. Yeah, my, my well, our family dentist showed up to my grandfather's funeral. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's well, that's exactly why I pulled that example uh-huh. is okay. because we put it out there in the paper for people to find out about. And so. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Um, why is it necessary for some uh, people or some establishments for there to be an open casket viewing of the body, even though it makes many people uncomfortable? Well, death in general makes people uncomfortable, right? So it's just like facing your own mortality is like something most people try not to think about every day because then they can't function and they get anxious and they're like, holy shit, I'm living in the black mirror. And that's how I feel sometimes. I like watch that show and I'm like, nothing matters. Every life is nothing. Life is meaningless. Anyways, I digress. Okay, thank you, Frederick Nietzsche. Uh, continue. Um... Uh, that is for all you philosophy kids out there. I hope you enjoyed that. So, I mean, as an old school train of thought that when you see a body, you kind of realize like they are actually dead. They are not coming back and your brain can kind of picture that better. Like it makes it, makes it more real. It's like a closure thing. Right. Whether it does or doesn't, 
I've heard from a lot of people that it does and it's too real and that they would never do it again. But I've also heard on the flip side that they didn't feel like it was real. Like they they saw an urn and they're like, this is supposed to be so-and-so. So-and-so can't fit in this tiny box. Like this does not feel real. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I would say nowadays, I don't know if a funeral home would really push for it or not. I've been to, I've only been to three funerals and they were all in my family. I've never been, actually that's a lie. I've been to a fourth funeral that was not in my family, but, um, they were all closed casket. But did they push for it to be open? Oh, I don't know. And it's funny. Actually, it was in my grandfather's will, I think, to have it, um, be an open casket. Cause that's just, the, it was 96 years old. That's yeah. just how they did it back in the day. Yeah. But my family universally decided that they were going to have it be, it be a closed casket visitation just because like he, he didn't look like himself. They wanted everyone to remember him as, as the way that he looked. But, um, I don't know if the funeral home pushed for it. I wasn't there, but yeah, no, every one I've gone to has been closed casket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, I know we've touched upon this before too, but religion and culture and upbringing has a role like for Italians you definitely definitely Italians Greeks um like different nationalities like that you definitely definitely want to have those an open central ca- South Europeans yeah have an open casket mm-hmm. but right. I th- yeah I think for like wasp type people it's like less important yeah all right we've got a final one okay and you said you really wanted to answer this okay Wearing black at a funeral. Oh, yeah. Is Why is it so important? It's not. Don't do it. No, I'm kidding. You can do whatever you want. Don't wear jeans, though. I really I really fucking hate when people wear jeans to funerals. Yeah. To be perfectly Dress honest. up a little bit, for yeah, God's sakes. exactly. Actually, I have a, f- a cute story. When I was interning, this woman came in, and she was wearing jeans and, like, a black shirt, black blouse. And she's like, I'm so embarrassed. I just came from work. I just really wanted to stop by. And I'm like, I'm sure they understand. She's like, no, I'm too embarrassed to go upstairs. And she asked for my jacket, I think. Or she didn't ask for my jacket. She just wouldn't stop, like, saying how she couldn't bear to see the family. And so I, it's like, I would get, if I gave her my jacket, because we wore three-piece suits and, um, I could never be seen without my jacket. That's just like unheard of. But I had my spare jacket in uh, my in the staff room. So I gave her my spare jacket. We just happened. She was a very petite lady and she just happened to fit in my jacket. So I gave her my spare jacket to wear. And I'm like, okay, because it's a custom jacket. It's not like I could go out and buy this jacket again. Yeah, I'm like, like you, ha- you have to give this back. I was like. Or your funeral is going to be tomorrow. Exactly. I was like, lady, like. Please don't hate me for saying this, but I really, really need this back. Like, you cannot walk out without giving this back to me. And she's like, no, I totally understand. Thank you so much. And so she wore my jacket and then brought it back uh, for the, it was just for, sorry, for the visitation specifically. And the receptionist was like, that was a really nice thing you did. I'm like, yeah, but like, I don't think she would have let it go if I didn't. So, but I'm like, regardless, I mean, I've done things like that for people be, in general, like once there was uh, a girl who ripped her nylons and I'm like, I got you covered. So I went upstairs because I at the time was living in the funeral home and got her new pair of stockings. And her dad's like, can I 
pay you for it. And even though I didn't make a lot as a funeral doctor and I could have easily used another like 10 bucks, I was like, no, no, that's fine. And he like they were thankful. But like, I don't I don't know. I just out of the goodness of my heart, I guess I wanted to give her nylons. Anyway, um, so do you have to wear black? You do not have to wear black. Um, I would say, yeah, don't wear jeans or anything that resembles jeans. I'd almost say it's a cultural thing, right? Like wear whatever is culturally appropriate for not even just like, like necessarily like where you're, where your family's from in the world, but just like, what's the culture of your family? Yeah. Right. Like if you're like, if you're a family that gets like dressed up and wears like a suit and tie to go to church every Sunday, you should probably wear a suit. Exactly. You should probably dress really nicely. And if you're a family that uh, is, tends to be a little more casual, obviously avoid jeans. That's just yeah, wear that's the universal rule. But slacks and a polo shirt, maybe, or like for me, I'm a like funerals are serious business for me. I'm a, I'm a full suit person. Yeah. I, I I cannot remember like the first two I went to. I was pretty young. I didn't even own a suit yet. But but since I've I've gotten a suit, I have not gone to a funeral without wearing it. Like for this particular funeral that uh, we were talking about before, that was back in December, I wore a green dress with like this crocheted scarf that was white and a black sweater and black nylons and black shoes. So I was still in like the dark, you know, realm of color. Uh And I think something I've been told red is like super offensive and don't wear red to a funeral. So I would probably advise against that because it offends a lot of people in a lot of different cultures. Mm -hmm. But besides that, I mean, if you're wearing something dark, so burgundy, maroon, navy, dark green, I I really don't think you can go wrong and offend anyone. Mm -hmm. And again, in a lot of cultures, women especially wear black for the rest of their lives when their husband um, dies. Like Italians. Exactly. But where I think we're, yeah, we're... um, getting further from that now so what i would say is that if you go with all black you can't go wrong yeah yeah exactly. when in doubt black is always it's never the wrong answer that's mm-hmm. just generally in life exactly like you ra- i'm one of those people that i'd rather be overdressed than underdressed oh, and so 100 nothing's worse than being underdressed exactly so i would say that's probably good advice for life in general and probably good advice for funerals. Yeah. And that's good advice to end this podcast on. Yeah. Kayla, is there anything you'd like to say before then? It's my birthday on Friday. Oh my goodness. I didn't know that. Yeah. Happy early birthday. I'll text you okay. at some point. Okay. I'm not going to be one of those shameless people who's like, I'm going to put it on Facebook, even though I have this person's phone number, because I want everyone to see that I wish her happy birthday. Okay. Okay. All right, uh, check out the Patreon. That is uh, patreon.com slash tales from before the grave. Give Kayla money. Yeah, for my it. birthday. Yeah, give her a birthday present. That'd be nice. Other than that, please subscribe. You can check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and I believe Google Play, although i only 90% sure about that one. Who knows? Other than that, this has been another episode of Tales from Before the Grave. Uh, produced, of course, by Real Podcasting. That's been Kayla Spagnoli. I've been Riley Evans, and we will see you.